And, you know, us as black people, I say this, you know what I'm saying? We got way, what they say, bigger fish to fry. That's what they say. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to disagree on this. Some people going to say, protect your wife. Some people going to say, control your temper and your emotions. All I can say is, you know what I'm saying? Um, we've been distracted by it long enough. Oh, long enough. Let's just go ahead. And I don't know it was major. That was international news. Not taking anything away from that, but we can move forward and you know talk about some, you know, what I'm saying some realer things and prioritize some bigger issues. And we're gonna just have to say Chris Rock, Will Smith, let them figure it out. Jada Pinky Smith, you know, what I'm saying this is involved. You two, Tony Rock, Jaden Willow, all ten of the. Uh, 15 of the Rock family members. <laughs> the Oscars, that ain't ours anyway. So whatever decisions they make, just know that that's a reflection of how white supremacy works. Um, you know, Will Smith and already resigned. You know what I'm saying? So, like like I said, just a couple of years ago, we were boycotting the Oscars because it was so white. We, none of us, right. you know, we were getting... Be, no parts of it. Yeah, so our art ain't even getting judged our talent don't even get judged on a level where we don't even get that respect. But shout out to everybody that was a part of it. It was a historic night. Will Packer, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson got his first. He got a Lifetime Achievement lifetime Award. Lifetime Achievement, which is so cool. That's dope. And then, like, uh, once again, you know, Amir, Questlove, you know what I'm saying? Summer Soul, y'all should really go watch that because that was a very dope I mean, documentary. And it was told a story that I knew nothing about. Right, me yeah. well. It's funny because I I seen that one of the Nina Simone she did a they a video. It's like I don't know seven minutes of I've got life, mm -hmm. and the video is incredible. And it, it was from snippets from the Summer of Soul. I just didn't know. I didn't know, but I saw the I saw that I, the video of the song I've Got Life, and I used to watch it on repeat all the time. Yeah. And then come to find out, all this time later. It's from the Summer of Soul concert event. That's dope. I mean, he he brought it to us, man. Quest Love, he's one of my favorite people on social media because he's interactive, he's, he, he talks, he's informative. But that was like, I was I was engulfed in that documentary when he played that because it was just, it was amazing. It was an amazing story. Oh my god! And I, you know what? I, I, and I get off this right here, but got to give a little time to Quest Love too, because I need to go watch that. What I liked about it, most documentaries, they focus on the uh, the subject and the people that are close to the subject mm. so much. Like you go watch a documentary, like about you know Mike Tyson, or whatever. It's gonna talk to all the people that trained them, that fought them, all that type of stuff. Some are so got like. He was able to find people who just randomly went to the concert and just sit there and talk to them. Right. It's like, how did you find them? How did you get in contact with them? Mm -hmm. They're not in the like, they're not in the list where you could just Google them. He connected with that community that had that summer soul series concert series to talk to just the average person who was just there that ain't got no job in Hollywood or ain't got no name that has a lot of claim to it. He actually took the time to talk to the people who were actually there and a part of it. That was so dope to me. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. So, oh uh, yeah. Summer Soul, that's how we need, this, this is what we're going to call this episode then. All right? Preparing for the Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. Yeah. I like it. 
because we going from spring to the summer with this, and we need people to go support Questlove in that documentary. That was one of the biggest takeaways of the night, how Questlove had that big triumph right there. You know? Such a big deal. And, you know, he's a musician. M- musician turned, what, director, producer? Director, all right. So for those y'all incredible. Who know, for those of y'all who don't know who Questlove is, because there might be somebody listening, I hope you not listening as a matter of black and don't know who Questlove is. We absolutely would help. But for those of y'all, because somebody granted might be listening to this. Sure. Questlove is the drummer for the award-winning group, the legendary Roots. Roots Crew. The Roots Crew. 215. Okay. That's the area code for Philadelphia. Uh-oh. Yep. Come on, uh, sister um. from the city of brotherly love. <laughs> but um, go ahead if you're listening. Oh, what else bro. do you have going on in your life? Man, I got a lot going on in my life that we're going to get to as the year goes around. Mm-hmm. But I got to give a shout out. My new favorite television show. I love this show. I love the writing on this show. I'm a, My favorite show of all time, for people who don't know, is The Wire. Because I love the writing in The Wire and the storyline. So good. This, the writing on this show is great and the storyline is great as it's going through the first season. And this is going to be a show that I have to have to stay up with. And it's a mockumentary, mm-hmm. which you know, people who watch The Office know what a mockumentary is, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Abbott Elementary. Shout out to the creator. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't I say her name right. Is it Quinta Brunson? I think Quinta, so. Quinta, Quinta Brunson. I think That's it's Quinta, yeah. Quinta, Quinta Brunson. For those of y'all who don't know her, she got, got like social media fame. Years ago, from doing like I want to say vines or just small like viral videos where she was Millie rocking and she did the uh, the video and the fast was just like oh he rich because he like supersized everything and yeah anyway so she <laughs> she is the creator of the show dope she plays Janine Teagues the uh, the second grade teacher who can't stay out of nobody business at the, at the <laughs> she, she and everybody she's there. a fixer and a helper. Going back, everybody hates Chris. Mm-hmm. Tyler James Williams, who played Chris, and everybody hates him. Chris. He played Gregory. I love him. He's the he's the uh, substitute that became permanent teacher on the yeah. show, who applied for the job of principal <laughs> without any teacher experience. Mm-hmm. Come on now, somebody. Uh, he said Trump can do it. I can too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on the old school with just a college degree. I can too. Um, <laughs> Shirley Ralph on the show. <coughs> Looking beautiful. Yeah, for those of y'all don't know her, uh, some of y'all 90s babies might know her as Moesha's stepmom. And then, oh man, this girl, Principal Ava. Principal uh, Ava, one of my favorite hilarious. characters. Uh, Janelle James, mm-hmm. comedian on the show. She has the most amazing laugh. Man. Her laugh is just contagious. Dude. And uh, I don't, well, I'm looking up on Google right now. William Stanford Davis. That's Mr. Johnson, the school custodian. Oh. When I tell you this man got timing like the loneliest month. I he, love him. His, <laughs> comedic, his comedic timing. Hey, two thumbs up, chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah, he's dope. He's, he's amazing. Abbott Elementary, what's, what's, the, what's the award show for TV? Is it the Emmys? I think it's the Emmys. If that don't get an award for what's the awards that they have for that? Best sitcom, yeah. best 
new show of the year. If you don't get something, they hate. Okay. That show is has been dope from the beginning. I have to go back and rewatch like some of the beginning episodes again. So I plan on doing that. And so I, I was kind of behind the curve of it. I didn't really start out watching it when it first came out. But then like I had gotten sick, you know, one one week and I was like, well, I wasn't really working or doing anything. So I was let me watch it on TV. And the first three episodes, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Because like the comedy is one hundred percent like it's incredibly brilliant. And there's like satire, yeah, and like the the mockumentary situation, like that creates a whole com- like a completely different element yeah. of just like film and TV, and you know it. The interesting part about it is that like I wasn't, I actually wasn't expecting to like walk away with life lessons or like some some oh, form word. of like depth, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But they really do a good job of like talking about real life issues mm-hmm. and intertwining it with comedy and like co- comedic relief. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's, it's super dope. Like every episode like has like gems and quotables. Like I had to go back and watch the pilot episode. And uh, I was like, man, Janine just look up to Barbara so much. <laughs> she just want to, she just want Barbara's love and approval so much. I was like, man, she's just getting more and more attached to this lady. But then I was like, let me go back and watch the first episode. And you know what? She was attached to the lady from the first show. Yeah. Because she was like, uh, bye, mom. I mean, I'm, bye, bye, bye <laughs> Miss Barbara. <laughs> she she wants that lady to be her mama so bad. And it's so funny because she just look up to her and inspire to be this great teacher, which I can relate to because I think most black people who become teachers, actually admire like their favorite black teacher in their life and that's what inspired them. Yeah. Like like you don't want to be a teacher because you want to teach kids. You'd be like, I remember how such and such taught me and inspired me to them I could do whatever I want to do. And I want to be just like I want to be a teacher. Or you have like a parent or a relative that's a teacher and you just see how they affect people. So I think it's dope. I, my favorite episode so far uh is the episode with uh my dude come through there. Uh, I do come through there and do the the, the don't do drugs concert. <laughs> Gregory come out of his shell and he start jigging on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My dude's up on stage talking about how drugs ain't cool. Uh, Being violent to people who offer drugs to you. You know, <laughs> when, I, I don't know if this is the same episode, but it's another classic moment. When they find out that Janine only had one boyfriend her whole life, and she's still with dude, and they talking about it in the teacher's lounge. Yeah. And my girl's like, let me have a seat. And then she just fall out of the seat, and she's like cracking up laughing. And then what was the joke she said? Uh, she's like, what, are you Mormon? Get it? Mormon? Mormon? <laughs> and Shirley Rob was like, I'm sorry, that was a good joke. She got mad that they laughed at April now. <laughs> She's like, Are you Mormon? Get it? Mormon. <laughs> so my favorite episode was the is the episode where they were they were talking about joining or like when they, <laughs> when the boy when the boys was talking, was making fun of each other, uh, the little yeah. boys and the um the the white guy teacher yeah. like they would join the white guy teacher 
and there was this scene where like one of the boys comes over and like makes a joke and Gregory was like you let them talk to you like yeah. that <laughs> and his eyes got something his <laughs> eyes be doing something every show his eyes was like you let them talk to you like that and I, I just wanted to roll on the floor because it was the funniest thing I've seen like in TV, but it was so real. But yeah, they they be they be ranking, they be joining, roasting that dude. But they, <laughs> that's actually like it's so real though, because like when you work with kids, the black folks, you know, what I'm saying that I worked with in the past, they couldn't let nobody just roast them like that. Be like, what? Well, hold on. So, so we learned how to roast my family stuff, but we learned how to roast my teachers too, because they just mm -hmm. come back and be like, so such such want to sit there and talk so much. I mean, <laughs> but look at the grade he got. This is what happened when right. you get the grade. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure they'll probably get probably get fired for doing that type of stuff these days. Whoa. But like teachers didn't have no problem telling everybody who made the A's. <laughs> okay, yes, Tiffany, raise your hand. All right. Uh Darren. D minus. They were announce people grades. D for dear. D for dear. <laughs> people are not teachers used to announce grades in class. That was so crazy. Or they knew you couldn't read it, asked you to read in class. <laughs> <laughs> now they they need to go to hell for that. You know, Michael, you next. <laughs> you talking? Oh, 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 oh. Try to sound up the word. Knowing it coming out. Re, re, remember. Remember. Okay, come on. Remember. Yeah, go ahead. Finish the rest of it. Come on now. You That's gotta do horrible. Michael like that. But yeah, dope show. I think Great show. I think I think that should be award winning. I think we just saw it was renewed for season two. They've been sending backpacks to everybody. Look. We ain't got one yet. But. Come on. Come on, Clinton, send us our backpack. <laughs> I have to get so much love off this podcast right now. <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah, dope. I hope y'all watch Abbott Elementary. It's yeah. on. It's on. I think ABC, but then you can watch it on Hulu too. Yeah, on Wednesday. Wednesday, new episode every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Come on now, black uh, people. I mean, it's all over Twitter, so I'm sure people are supporting it. Yeah, and, and then I gotta say this right here too. This is for all the people who kind of doubt those social media comedians mm. that think that they really don't have the talent to do more than just like little videos on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. This girl went from uh, this woman, I'm sorry, black woman went from social media influencer comedian to having her mm -hmm. own show on Prime, one of the Prime networks. So. Yeah, which is great. And it's good. It, it is good. I'm sorry. Some of y'all just be like, go watch the new Tyler Perry movie. I'll be like, same plot. Right. Anyway. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. The, you know, saying the dark-skinned Negro's going to save her from the light-skinned. Oh. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, the light-skinned man's going to save her from the dark-skinned Negro. Oh, no. The demon Negro. Oh, no. That's how, how Tyler Perry loved to do it. That's, that's what Boondock said, at least. Oh, no. But she's, <laughs> you know, but she's dope and talented. Support Tyler Perry too, but Quinta Brimson got a hilarious show. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm done on that topic. Well, you know, I recently discovered something that grinds my gears. I figured we could talk about it in this in our in our ever so loving segment, Boobies Corner. <laughs> Rimshot. Go ahead. 
So I don't know. I feel like with the onset of all these like social media apps and, you know, every, everybody has the opportunity to voice their opinions, mm-hmm. you know, via the web, that there's all of these like clichéisms. Explain. So everybody knows that like the term cliche is essentially like a phrase or a concept or a philosophy that's been done and done and done and done and done and done. You know, it's something that like most people know as a common phrase or a common word or a common idea, you know, those suddenly become cliches. Now, I don't know if clicheism is a 100% word, but I feel like for the, you know, for for the lack of not having the word, mm-hmm. we can use the term clicheisms. So, I feel like, you know, there's always people on the internet and on YouTube and on Instagram using these like catchphrasy, you know, uh, um, um, philosophies about stuff. Yeah, you know, you, you know, I'm saying, okay, so I get what you're talking about now. So I'm going to just throw out two things that I see on cliche social media. Go ahead. All right, so the whole, and I think this actually comes from a whole different culture and that's the major way of social media, mm. but I'll keep my hypothesis to myself. It's giving. Mm. Is that is that what you're talking about, cliche Clicheism is kind of like it's giving. It's giving. Somebody say something, it's like it's giving, it's and then giving. they describe, they elaborate. Or another one I see on social media a lot. Um, it's the blank for, for me. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, where did that? Where did that come from? That phrase come from? Yeah, I think it come from another culture too. Not another culture, but a, a culture that's outside of social media, and then it makes its way to social media. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly what I mean. Dope. And it's just like I feel like a lot of people talking clichéisms. You know, I feel like there there is people that 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 want to be seen as like giving valuable information or having valuable, you know, ideas or philosophies or goals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But all they're doing is just like regurgitating a lot of like clicheism. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, well, we all got the same 24 hours in a day. No, we don't. Like <laughs> you, you, you don't have because you do not think. Yes, and I you do. do not think because you do not have. And it's like, that, whoa, buddy. That phrase don't even make sense to me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, say, brother, we gon' we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna have a long way home and a short time to get there. <laughs> That's an old school in the world right there. It's it's like it's like it's like listen listen you gotta keep the wisdoms around you so when you go to the dentist tell them don't touch your back teeth did you just make that one up i thought you was going somewhere like i thought you're gonna talk about the whiz the wife the wisdom (laughs) That's what I, that's my pro black background. I'm like, oh, you talking about the wisdom? You got to keep the women around. Yeah, you went all the way to the dentist. All right. I thought you were trying to be like stereotypical pro black. I'm like, hold on, we need the wisdom. We need the women. 
<laughs> no, no, it's just like that. It's just like that. I think I think it's just, man. I was talking to somebody, you know, saying last couple of days, and I just think that like sometimes we, um, kind of overindulge in social media, and it's kind of weird to say that. Like, no, we're gonna do this podcast and promote our social media, <laughs> but it's just like people don't. I think people have become accustomed to like having social media friends versus like real life interactions. Yeah, agreed. Especially throughout the day, and so they they talk in the language of social media, talking the language of, language of what pop culture is going on, or talking the language of what the culture is doing in their community, and they really don't have time. Like they don't really spend enough time developing their own ideas and becoming independent with their thoughts. Yeah, they read more about the news and social commentary and pop culture, then they would like a real book about nonfiction or hell, even fiction. So I think people just kind of get wrapped up in that. And then these clichéisms, as you say, <laughs> become prominent in their life. You know? I know people that don't even have conversations where they talk. They just use emojis. Same. All they do is like emojis. It's like, what you... What you doing today? And it's like emoji back. It's like now it's like W Y D, and then they send back, you know, a lap car, a laptop, shopping bag, whatever, yeah. food, cocktails, cocktails, all that type of stuff, man. It's what you like doing the, later, dude? Z Z Z Z Z. Yeah. The relaxing shampoo emoji. Shampoo emoji. Man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So we need to get out of those cliches, huh? Yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't, like, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, to be a part of the culture and to be kind of in and to be on par with everybody, because communication is fluid, it changes, it grows, it evolves. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes there are cliches you need to use. But I just don't want to get on the internet or I don't want to have conversations with people and all you say is a series of phrases or, you know, terms, and I'm supposed to understand what you're communicating. Yeah. Like, I think, but that's also, like, I think a reflection of, like, what everybody been through in the last couple of years, too. It's like, I think everybody has been using social media to do things in public and, you know what I'm saying, and like be in front of people and interact with people. Yeah, it's just it's just a direct result of that too as well. But I'm with you, like it's a lot of clichéism and not a lot of originality. And we should encourage individuality and originality more because yeah, we're in an era now where if you don't use this hashtag or if you don't do this or you don't do it at this time, people follow so many trends now, it's just, it's kind of like disheartening a little bit because it's like you don't know which when people are being honest sometimes or when they're just like doing it for the likes and the views you know yeah mm -hmm. i mean speaking of likes and views i heard you went to a really cool beer festival yeah i went to uh i can't remember it was the arkansas beer, craft beer festival i think so yeah it was cool it was cool and so that's the only place for ingredients um, 
my I think I think my favorite beer tonight that I can remember because I was out there for over two hours at the beer festival with a good friend of mine, um, Miranda. We had a great time out there. Oh, cool. Yeah, we had a great time. Ran into my buddy, my buddies Eric and Ashley. We Yay. all kind of kicked it. And uh, my favorite new beer tonight was, of course, a new IPA that I had tried. Was actually from a local brewery called Flyway, mm. the New Zealand IPA. Did you have? Have you had that? Before? I haven't had that. Mm-mm. Okay, the New Zealand IPA. It was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Uh, my takeaways from it was this: if you go to a beer fest, do like me, get you one of them water backpacks so you can stay hydrated. <laughs> and handle water. Yeah, but they were using most of the water to clean out people's uh, cups so they wouldn't be having aftertaste of beer in them. So bring your own water because they're not going to give you a water bottle to do that where they basically just going to clean out your glass. Uh, Second thing, make sure that you bring your own toilet tissue and your disinfectants (laughs) because you might have to use a porta potty. The lines at the porta potties was ridiculous like you literally had to stand in line probably like 15 20 minutes just to use a porta potty wow so for all you people who can't hold it the beer fest might not be your cup of tea uh three eat before you get out there or after you get out there because if you're gonna try to eat out there that's the same situation you're gonna run into you're gonna sit at the food truck and be waiting for food for a long time when you finally get it sit down and eat it, and you didn't waste about like 45 minutes of your time, you could have been drinking beers. So maybe the one deal you should do is take somebody with you. Like we went, and that way somebody could bring you beer while you waiting in line so you can keep on doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying, y'all could both accomplish y'all going to eat and drinking there. And then my last takeaway is, just go to the beer festival late so you can get in for free. <laughs> We thought the people was gonna be standing by that door. It was outside too. So we thought the people was gonna be standing outside at that gate all night long. And they left probably about a, like an hour later. I'm so surprised. They left they left like a I'll say not an hour later, I'm sorry, an hour early. So if you just walked by and wanted to, had an hour to kill, you want to try like twenty beers, you could have did it. They left the table for free. For free. Hmm. So Peep the surroundings and what's going on at the beer fest before you buy the, the tickets. Because they was the same price at the door that it was online, so I really didn't even have to buy mine in advance. I could have just peeked what was going on and probably snuck in there. But since we're doing four ingredients, I'm going to maintain the G-code and try to pay for everybody's <laughs> beer festival. <clears throat> well, well, next time... <laughs> next time... I would love to be there. I wasn't able to come this time. Yeah, but know. we're looking forward to more beer festivals later this year. Yeah. So, so, and I say, like, for the four ingredients, try the New Zealand IPA from Flyway. It's pretty dope. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that we got to record finally. Yes, indeed. This is a great episode. Great episode. Everybody keep on following us and give us feedback. Give us feedback. Give us topics. Send us voice messages. Share, like, download, subscribe. Reach out and say, hey, I want to be a guest. And that's you. Yeah. I guess until next time. Until next time. Peace. Peace.